0: Update time from the Northwest Minnesota Arts Council, serving seven counties in Northwest Minnesota on Pioneer Radio. And Mara Hannell joins me, the Executive Director of the Arts Council. Mara, we begin year number 11 together on the air. Can you believe that? Oh. No,
1: that's great. Let yes,
0: let hear. it's amazing. I love to, I love to hear that. It's yeah.
1: A great partnership, and it serves Mm -hmm. both of us really well in getting the word out and and having interesting segments, so thank you.
0: Yes, Year 11 begins uh, this week. Great to have you on board again. And Mara has information concerning lots of good stuff. Our first topic concerns COVID-19. We've been facing that, dealing with that for over a year now, and obviously it's affected many people in many ways, including the arts, the fine arts in the area. And uh, is there an update on uh, maybe some changes in performances, displays, that kind of thing, concerning the Arts Council?
1: You know, there is. we We're, we're opening up slowly based on um, guidance and just trying to to navigate this. It's been really complicated in mm-hmm. the arts. We've yeah. been impacted heavily by... restrictions that relate to you know shuttered businesses um, theater companies galleries that type of thing right Uh, we've had our gallery going based on how northland is approaching it Um, ron like you can imagine we with our gallery there we look to how they're interpreting um, the guidance and we have shows happening so we just closed our show as they opened up a student show mm-hmm. which we had the birds exhibit going and then we will have our four inch by four inch shows starting once Christine Foster closes um, her student work show and she'll shove it up for about a couple of weeks um, there at Northland um, Community Technical College in Thief River Falls mm-hmm. um, but But okay, so that's a minor thing is that inside gallery and how to approach that from our perspective. But a major thing has been the groups that we give grants to. So the festivals that didn't occur last summer, just a couple of them created a pandemic plan and then were able to um, follow guidelines to limit how many people came into outdoor spaces and just kind of... Provide some distancing, lots of hand washing, like you can imagine, mm-hmm. and um, mask wearing. So this year, with um, things being opened up now, related to less mask wearing, with people that have had vaccinations and them able to navigate that, I'm expecting quite a few people to circle back to me now and say that their festival. Some have already said their festival is a go, mm. and then others I anticipate will say they're going to go forward with their. Vet- um, festival with people that are comfortable with attending because many, many people are comfortable with attending. Them.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and that's outdoors. And then indoors, they're going to do what some protocols have been for some school districts in our area that, again, have been working through restrictions and trying to open up some things. So they'll have free registration for the, the plays, for instance, or an inside concert. And you'll be able to have a certain amount of people in your party and be able to come in and sit together and have some distance between you and others. Um, and then as as the restrictions open up even further, they might be able to, um, they'll just abide by those to the best of their ability um, right. to influence uh, people that are attending to come back and attend, to choose to come um, if they're comfortable and to... To actually support the arts again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I am am I'm talking with the River Falls Community Theater and they have a pandemic plan in place so they're going forward with different things. More Road Summer Theater is, Boston is and has been um, throughout the pandemic doing creative protocol protocols. Um, those inside venues like you can imagine, they are going to maybe keep streaming things. So they're looking into how to produce for stage, but also record and do some live streaming for people that can't attend in person even into the future. So right. when I talked to Jane Anderson, she doesn't think that live streaming video for some of their performances on stage will will maybe ever go away now. It'll just be another way of reaching another audience. Mm-hmm. So, so that's been interesting with the pandemic, too, that people have gotten used to some things they never did before. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's
0: true. Well, um, it's, it's nice to hear the movement part of it. There is movement and uh, improvement in the area. You know, one thing I really miss, Mara, was the county fairs last mm-hmm. summer. Oh, that was I know. Oh, that was I know. tough. Yep. Yeah. Have you heard anything about Marshall County and Area county fairs, are they yep, still planning they're, it? They're going to be open?
1: They're going to be open. Oh, yep. good. They're planning good. on having, they have a uh, um, kind of a moving target pandemic plan that they have in place right now based on current guidelines. And then by the end of July, they're hoping that that'll even be more opened up. So they'll just adjust to that and, yeah, and, uh, yeah start to have their fair in their outside setting. And, again, it's going to be, you know, every... I'm such an individualist, Ron, so I view it as everyone makes a choice around their own health, and mm-hmm. you, you decide whether this event feels comfortable for you to attend with just who, who you are as a person and, and where you're at within the whole um, approach to the pandemic yourself. So, But the events themselves, I feel like quite a few of our – they'll probably be – like last summer there was a couple of festivals that went forward and this summer i'm guessing there'll only be a couple of festivals that don't
0: go right, forward right. you know that they
1: yeah. they've just um they have a more um uh worried committee maybe you know that's that they're mm-hmm. sitting a little bit more in that place and and we've we can allow them to extend their grant into next summer june but we can't allow them to extend july august so, um, so they'll just have to make their own choices around mm-hmm. that, you know, whether they they think they can go forward or not. Um,
0: I know in the past that uh, the Arts Council has funded live music at the <laughs> county fairs and exhibits too, so that's going to be a great thing to see again. I really enjoyed that.
1: Yeah, it will. Yep, yeah. Definitely. Yep. And, All right. and for those artists that miss their gigs, like it's both for the audience as well as are poor um, performing artists that have lost a whole season of income. So it'll be nice mm-hmm. to see them getting income this summer.
0: Yeah. Right, yeah. A prime example would be Chautauqua at Hewitt State Park. That uh, That's a great event, too. Okay, well, we'll keep our fingers crossed about more progress in that front, and uh, we'll talk now about deadlines for applications for grants, what's available right now, and how much time do they have.
1: We do have quite a bit of money left, interestingly, at the end of this year. So we're anticipating that we'll, well, we know that we have our, our deadline that um, will occur June, June 1st now because okay. we passed May 1st. So we will have that deadline and then grants will be awarded and then we won't have another deadline until August 1st. So those are for our arts legacy grants and our arts project grants. And right now, um, so arts legacy is up to $10,000 and an arts project is up to three. Mm-hmm. And they both require a 10% cash match um, or a 25% cash match if it's a repeat activity to something that the group has done before. Um, and then we have a focus on public art right now trying to give artists that do public art a way to connect and make some income. Uh, it is something that's relatively easy to do during a uh, health crisis pandemic like we're having right now. So the artists can work in their studio and be outside um, to, to, to put the art in. People can attend like an opening outside. So, so it's very um, easy to kind of, keep that particular program or that style of of grant going. So so that's our our emphasis right at the moment is murals, sculptures, um, different things that can be placed in a public setting, either indoor or outdoor, but super primarily outdoor.
0: Okay. And to find out more, contact Mara and uh, check out what's available and uh, the application process too. Any exhibitions uh, on the horizon here short term?
1: We have our main, our large exhibit has a call for entries right now. That's due mid, um, mid-May. We set an, a May 17th deadline for the call for entries, even though the exhibit is until, War Road, uh, until August in War Road. So we're trying to hit the school districts to get student art. Um, but people can circle back to me at the Arts Council for an entry form. I can drop it in the mail and get them that in the next couple of days, and they can enter two pieces. It does cost um, a little bit of entry fee because we give cash pri- prizes at this particular show. Um, a lot of art is sold, too, at our show. So yes. if people have art that they'd like to put a price on. Often mm-hmm. we have quite a bit of purchasing of art. Um, so that's, a, that's another nice thing. It'll, be, it'll start in War Road on the 12th of August. And then they have an event over that next weekend that a lot of people will see the art. And then it'll go all the way through the 26th, which is a Thursday with our reception. So then people can take their art home um, or stay in War Road to attend yet another kind of arts weekend that's coming up after the 26th. Um, but yeah, and then we'll do our of the year awards then too. So we okay. we recognize at the artist reception um, our uh, Artist of the Year, um, giving that artist $500 and an award. Our Arts Advocate of the Year, again, $500 and an award. And then our Lifetime Achievement, which is called our Star, Northwest Star Artist, and they receive a large award of $5,000. So we're looking for those nominations right now from the region mm-hmm. um, for that. And then we just finished our call for entries for the 4 by 4 inch show that will be put up a little bit later in May at our gallery at Northland Community Technical College in Thief River Falls. So, so there'll okay. be lots of little mini art up in that gallery um, for the summer months right
0: now. All right, stay tuned for more. And again, the Arts Council serves a large area in northwest Minnesota. If you would, Mara, let's hear those counties that you cover so well.
1: Right, we have seven counties. So it's the the northwest corner um, Kitson, Rosal, Marshall, Pennington, Polk, Red Lake and Norman. so the seven counties right here in this upper upper mm-hmm. corner are the residents and arts organizations that we serve and and you know we serve school districts too in, in many ways. So. A
0: yeah. large area and she does a great job too. And they have a new phone number to contact uh, the arts Council and that number in Warren is area code 218745. 8886, all right, I got a new phone number, 218-745-8886, and I encourage you to check out their website, org. Anything else, Mara, to talk about today? Nope, I think that's it. We covered some great
1: topics. So all right, so
0: fantastic. We'll stay healthy. We'll talk again.
1: Okay. Talk to you later. Very
0: good. There she goes. Mara Hanel, Executive Director of the Northwest Minnesota Arts Council. Our update Tuesdays at 3.05 on Pioneer 90.1.